The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yes, so I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And then looking at the words of Jesus in Matthew's gospel, chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Over the next several weeks, we're going to be looking at a subject matter that I've entitled Freedom from Stress. Tonight, we're going to look at specifically, it all begins with awareness. We've just read a beautiful psalm, one that we're all very familiar with, about the, the aspect of Jesus being our shepherd. And, of course, it uh, just communicates uh, that he is committed to us, he cares for us, he protects us, he guides us, he leads us. And even in the midst of uh, our enemies, there he is with a bountiful table that he puts before us. And we can just thank God for all of these promises. But I I want us to know that that there are a lot of things that could stress somebody out if they're a wayward sheep. There's a lot of things that could cause us to have sleeplessness and anxiety and and even break down and and maybe even, uh, you know, feel like, uh, you know, we're we're just uh, at our wits end. But Jesus came that we may have life and life more abundantly. And so he knows the world in which we live. He lived here, tempted and tried in every way as we are yet without sin. And that makes him a faithful high priest, one that we can go to in times of trouble. And he makes him our good shepherd and one that we can look unto as the sheep of his pasture. And I I, uh, hope once again that Jesus isn't some far away individual but i hope that every day that you have an assurance that if you draw nigh to him he draws nigh to you that he's with us always by his spirit so stress can be understood as the feeling of being overwhelmed burdened worried or anxious due to outward appearances or pragmatic practical logic and this is not my definition this comes from the expository dictionary of the new testament So even though stress specifically isn't used in Scripture, stressful situations are documented all through Scripture. Uh, Things where where people really felt overwhelmed or burdened or worried or they could become anxious. And it was because of what was going on around them and also some of the conclusions that they had come to because they had thought about it long enough that they thought, surely this is the end. There's no way forward. And as a result of that, It caused a lot of pressure and stress. And so let's continue looking down our notes. Here are some signs of stress. Uh, There's physical, emotional, and spiritual. Now, if you were to look these up uh, in an expository dictionary, you're going to look them up, uh, you know, in any useful study aid. Uh, These are going to be probably in, uh, I didn't list all of them. It's not an exhaustive list, but it it gives you an idea of of what stress 
does to us and the different signs or indicators that we're under stress or that, uh, you know, stress is probably playing too much of a factor in our life. And let me remind you, we can function with a sense of dysfunctional uh, behavior. You can just get used to being dysfunctional and thinking that it's, it is actually functional. There, there's people that are very, very stress-oriented, and, and stress almost becomes like a competitive opponent to them. They're going to prove stress wrong, but all the while, stress is taking a toll on them. And here are some of the signs of stress. There's physical signs. You can have head and body aches, and the doctor won't find anything wrong with your head or your body. He can't, he can't really pinpoint something specifically. But you have body aches, joints aches, your head aches, and it's because of what stress is creating. Insomnia it just messes with people's sleep patterns. Uh, fatigue and stomach issues. These are some of the top-tier issues of what's going on physically when uh, stress is present and active. Here's some of the emotional signs. Restlessness. People can become touchy or angry. Uh, there's a tendency to be sad or down or even apathetic. Why should I care? doesn't matter. That's sort of the end of that kind of train of thinking. And then some of the spiritual signs of stress are, are fearful. There are people become fearful. They become doubtful, and uh, they live in unbelief. And I want to take a moment and read something that I found to be very enlightening about the differences between doubt and unbelief. Doubt and unbelief are two distinct concepts in Scripture. Doubt is the state of uncertainty or a lack of conviction, while unbelief is a complete lack of belief or faith altogether. Doubt is a struggle faced by believers, whereas unbelief in Scripture is a condition that's primarily relegated to those who do not believe. Doubt is born many times out of a troubled mind and a heart that has been wounded or broken that has created doubts about the future or about the present in any way whatsoever. Unbelief, though, sometimes is not anything to do with a troubled mind or a broken heart, but is really a willful act of one's own mind. So, unbelief involves spiritual blindness and is determined to not believe. This is a fact that uh, even Jesus marveled because of people's unbelief. Uh, they had an option to believe, but they chose not to believe, which means it is an act of someone's will. There's two types of unbelief that are noted in Scripture. There's there's willful and unwillful unbelief. Uh, the willful is probably the most harmful to us in our life. And then to sum this up is doubt can be overcome by faith. And unbelief, though, requires a change of mind and a change of heart. And these are the differences between doubt and unbelief. So here's some behavioral indicators of stress. Uh, it's a change of eating habits. People either overeat or undereat. Uh, Self-medicating. Uh, these are um, uh, anybody who uh, does counseling. All of these are uh, noted in medical and counselor journals. Alcoholism, drug addiction, tobacco addiction, gambling addiction, sexual pleasure, sexual addictions are all part of self-medicating. And people choose that path 
you know, because of, of stress. There's isolation. Uh, people become accusatory. Uh, they become self-justifying, and uh, they use blame quite a bit in their conversation as to, uh, uh, as to why their behavior is the way that it is. Uh, I want you to notice this about stress. Stress is an indicator that there's an area of our life where the flesh is still on the throne. This may be one of the most important sentences of our outline tonight. Uh, This is what stress pressures us to do. Three things. It pressures us to perform, to prove, and to be perfect. And when stress is active in someone's life and you see the signs of stress, the behavioral indicators of stress, and that the flesh is probably too uh, prominent in our life, in our attitudes, in our behaviors, in our actions, uh, it really puts pressure on us. That's what stress does. This is the message of stress. Okay, Uh, it wants us to perform. We have to be number one. People feel pressure. People feel pressure when they're under stress, you know, uh, to prove something, to win an argument. I'm just going to they're always going to they always have to prove something. They have a point to prove. That's the result of stress in their life. They're they 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 can't walk away without winning the argument. They have to have the last word. They're going to prove they have something to prove. Uh, this kind of this kind of pressure you can see is just so so unhealthy for us, and then it's uh, uh, stress and the pressure of stress. Uh, the message is, you know, we have to be perfect. We can't show any weaknesses. You can't confess any faults. You can't show any weaknesses, uh, and uh, that's an indicator that stress is probably uh, really deep rooted and deep seated in someone. Is they always. You know, they have to be number one. They, they just can't let somebody else win and be gracious. They have to keep playing the game until they win. They keep score all the time. That, that's a very challenging place to be. But that's what stress does. They have to prove something, and they have to be perfect. They can't show any signs of weakness. They can't admit that they're a human being and in the process of learning and growing and understanding what it means to be a Christian and to walk with a loving, living Savior. And so those are, those are things that if you can identify with any of the above, and I think any and all of us can, then this is a, you're in the right place at the right time because we're going to learn how to live free from these things. We're going to understand that it's not God's will that we live under this kind of pressure or that we interact with people under these kind of conditions. And we're going to find out what it means to let Jesus be the Lord of our life in every area of our life. And I'm looking forward to it myself. Um, let me say this, that, that there's also sometimes stress can be um, not negative, but somewhat positive. Uh, if, it's, if it's harnessed and it's bridled and it's used for something that uh, could bring glory to God. And sometimes... Uh, honestly, we get a little stressed about sharing our faith. Anybody ever get a little stressed about sharing your faith? <clears throat> but if it leads you to trust in the Lord, to seek his word, to uh, be able to find counsel, to encourage and to bless and to help other people, if it leads you to take a step of faith to pray for somebody, even if you do it and you're nervous or you're apprehensive about it, God's going to show up right in the middle of it. And the end result of of you overcoming that stress and living free from its constraints of trying to control you is you're going to experience the rest and the peace of God. 
Because whenever we stand up and we're a witness for the glory of God, no matter how stressful that is, at the end, we're always humbled by how gracious God is. Stress tries to control us. In one sense, if I could put it in this category, it's a bully. It's a bully. It tries to push you around and boss you around. And, and, uh, and these are just things that, that are, are not in keeping with uh, God's plan and will for us as Christians. All right, let's, lead, uh, let's read the last paragraph. It says, all healthy change takes place in our lives through the ministry of the Holy Spirit who is known as the spirit of truth and our helper. As we become aware of the truth about stress, we can take a step of faith and begin to acknowledge the truth and receive the helper's help and begin to live free from stress. So I want you to um, join me, uh, if you would, as we look at one of the verses to pray for awareness. And I'm going to talk about that just for a minute, and then we're going to have a few minutes uh, where we can converse with one another so Ephesians chapter 1 this is a prayer that Paul was inspired to pray for Christians and since we're in that category this is a prayer that we can pray for ourselves or for our loved ones and we begin in the 15th verse and we'll go down through the 19th verse it says therefore I also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you In my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that would create an awareness. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling that would create an awareness. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints that creates an awareness? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Then he goes on and talks about the origin of this power is the power of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. Now, before I can acknowledge anything, I have to be aware of it. I cannot acknowledge something that I am unaware of. And what causes me to be unaware of it is that I have blind spots just like you have blind spots. I think I'm functioning in my dysfunction and I'm not functioning. And if I have signs or symptoms of stress or I have behavioral tendencies that show that I am under the influence of stress, if I have attitudes as if I have to perform or if I have to prove or I have to be perfect, those are indicators that stress probably has a very unhealthy grip on me. And if that's the case, then the first thing I need to do is ask the Holy Spirit to help me to have an awareness in the area of my life where stress has too much domain. So let me ask you a couple questions, and then we'll get on with our discussion. First of all, let me make a statement. People say the first step towards freedom is acknowledgement. And I would just say I'm not going to disagree with that, but I believe the first step towards freedom is awareness because I can't acknowledge something I'm not aware of. And as I just said, I have blind spots. If you uh, are here with your spouse, your spouse sees things about you. Sometimes it's hard for you to see about yourself. And if they create an awareness of that, has that ever caused conflict in your conversations? You don't have to look at your spouse right now if you don't want to. (laughs) Of course it has. 
Of course it has. Because why? Stress has put pressure on us not to show any flaws. We're perfect. I'm going to prove to them they're wrong. I'm going to come out and win this argument. That's stress driving all of those decisions. And we may be even unaware of it because it's so subtle or we've done it so long that we're completely blind to it. This is why I believe the first step for freedom in anybody's life is an awareness. What it's doing to me. What's it's creating, how it's driving my behavior and my attitude and my conduct. If you become aware and I become aware, then the next thing we can do is we can acknowledge. God, I acknowledge that this area of my life needs to be submitted to your care and to your lordship. And go back and allow him to be the good shepherd. Allow him to be the one that you yoke up with. That's why I started with Psalms 23 and went to Matthew chapter 11. Because in both of those scriptures, it's something that we want and desire more than we even realize. And it's something that we need more than we even understand. We need a shepherd. We're not good without a shepherd. We're not good when we're not yoked up with Jesus. We're not. We're horrible people. We're horrible people. Would you accept that? Would you be aware you're a horrible human being without Jesus Christ? You're a horrible human being. But with him, you're a whole human being. And you become a healthy human being. I'm not saying that you do everything. You know, you're like a a bank robber and a murderer and a rapist. No, but inwardly, we're blind and naked and, and, uh, and confused and lost. But with him, we're not any of those things. We're not any of those things. So thank God for Jesus. Thank God that he is the good shepherd. Thank God for the grand invitation to come and learn his ways and uh, to be yoked up with him in this life that we have of faith. And thank God for the truth because the truth will set us free. So it's an introduction, just something that I wanted to uh, bring to you tonight to create a little awareness. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.